Hello. Before we start today's episode, if you would like a condensed version of what I'm talking about in this podcast, go ahead and subscribe to The Perfectionist Guide. You can read the entire thing in three minutes or less. To access this, go to CourtneyLoveGavin.com slash newsletter. Are you a bit of a perfectionist, type A, hyper performer? Then you know that having the audacity to see an ideal and bring it into reality while breaking generational habits of hustle can be tough, but it doesn't have to be. If you are ready to burn bright instead of burning out, to lead without losing yourself, and to enjoy the life you have worked so hard to create, then keep listening. I'm your host, America's leader on rewiring perfectionism, CLG, and this is Perfectionism Rewired, the podcast. Welcome to Perfectionism Rewired, today's topic. If you're feeling angsty or resentful or under any sort of pressure, I can tell you why. You are forgetting that everything is a choice. The client was telling me about her kids and how much work it is distance learning with them. And I said to her, well, that's your choice. She got a little bit upset with me. CLG, what do you mean? It's not my choice. I hate this. They'd be in school if I wanted them to be. But what she forgot is it is her choice to enroll her children in distance learning. She doesn't have to put them on the Zooms and sit down and do their homework with them. She could just say, you guys don't wanna do it, don't do it. Have them not do their homework. She could decide, like she doesn't have to take care of her children. She could put them outside if she wanted to and child protective services would come. They could have to go live with her family. She could choose to have children that are illiterate. She laughed when I told her that one. (laughs) We forget that we always have a choice. When I'm extremely frustrated with Chandler, sometimes I think I could rehome him. That's totally an option. No one is forcing me to take care of him. But when I think about who it is that I'm becoming and how I want to show up in the world, future CLG, like we keep our commitments to people that we love. That is a non-negotiable. We take care of our children. And me being frustrated is my choice. It has nothing to do with Chandler. I went to work on redefining my relationship with being a pet parent. For my client, she realized I I don't have to, like we decided that she didn't want her children to be taken by child family services and that she wanted her children to be literate and a bunch of other stuff. Basically, we got clear on what it was that she wanted for her life and what the non-negotiables are. So then she was able to see, it wasn't just her being like, yeah, CLG, you're right. No, we're not just doing tacit agreement here. She was able to see that she was choosing to do distance learning with her kids. That in itself just releases the pressure. Close your eyes real quick and just tell yourself, I have to. How does that make you feel? 
it brings up a bunch of pressure. You don't have to do anything. The second part is to think about, okay, so you're choosing to do this. Like with my client and distance learning, she's choosing have her children go to school. And right now that school is via the computer. That's her choice. And she wants to love her choices. You can totally do this in your own life. Know that everything is a choice. Clients will tell me, well, I have to pay taxes. I'm like, no, you don't have to pay taxes. You're choosing to pay taxes because you don't want to go to jail. Everything that we do has a consequence of some sort. Action, reaction. It's math. It's not drama. Once you see that and you're like, okay, I'm not going to be a victim anymore. And P.S. I'm not calling my client a victim at all. It's a victim mentality. No one is forcing you to do anything. And if your mind isn't totally believing that, know you always have other options. For me and Chandler, for example, it helps me to play that situation all the way out. When I just feel like I'm at my wits with him, it usually happens when he's sick because I am a single pet parent. I choose to be a single pet parent. See, I just caught myself doing it right now. Then what I do is I think, okay, if I didn't have Chandler, I know that there are a bunch of people who have told me that they really want to adopt Chandler if I ever changed my mind solely based on how cute he is in their presence. In my mind, I'm like, I could totally rehome him and find another home. Sometimes I think I could tie him outside to this tree when we're walking. By playing it all the way out, I realize with myself, look, CLG, you got options, okay? You don't have to do anything. You're choosing to do this. Let's be honest with ourselves. You're choosing to do this. Side note real quick. I will tell myself some bullshit sometimes. And for me, it's helpful to play it all the way out. In the end, it comes down to me saying, I got to think something better. I do not beat myself up. If any of you are listening to this and you thought, oh my God, how could you say that to your client about putting her kids outside in the cold? The whole point is that we don't judge our thoughts. If you judge the way that you think, if you are currently judging the way that you think, telling yourself things like, you shouldn't do that. Why are you thinking that? You're an awful parent. You don't deserve to have Chandler. How could you? You're pathetic. That is the reason why you are stuck in various areas of your life. Speaking kindly to yourself is one of the best support systems that you will ever have, that inner conversation that you can have with yourself. Don't judge yourself for what it is that you're thinking. It's okay. They're just thoughts. It doesn't mean that you're acting upon them. The way that I coach myself, I want you to understand there's a difference between taking a hard line with yourself and verbally abusing yourself. For me, a lot of my self-talk is, oh no, we are not doing that moving right along, we're going to think these things instead. I always raise the bar in my thinking in a direct way because my brain needs a firmer hand. And I will say things like, we're better than this. This is what we're going to do. And I always use these moments to up-level myself through a bit of harder negotiation with myself. And it goes back to knowing who yourself is. I remember Mrs. Stewart, my AP Calculus, BC, I forget. I took a lot of math. Believe it or not, I'm 
actually very smart. That sounded so awful. I might cut that out. Mrs. Stewart was one of the first teachers realized that I was really good at math. And she said, Courtney, you have to know why. The way that your brain works is that you can't just memorize rules and be okay with them. You have to know the reasons why, and then your brain will accept them and can move forward. Because I know myself so well, I know me saying I have to do something, I play it all the way out. Sometimes that means I'm like, is there a gun to my head? No, no, there isn't. Like straight up. Would I like to do this? Right now in my business, everything I'm doing, it has to be a want to. There is no I have tos. That's not, it's just not allowed in Q1 of 2021. I want to, or I get to. Either way, it's the same thing. It's really helped me in everything that I'm doing. I'm thinking about the reasons why I'm doing it. When I was explaining that to one of my friends in corporate, and she's like, but I don't really understand that. Like, what do you mean? I said, do I want to pick up Chandler's shit? No. Like, let's let's be straight up honest because he is on these new antibiotics and it was just not something that I'm even going to discuss on the podcast because it's gross. But I did not want to do that, like, at all, at all. There was this split second in my mind when I thought, oh, I have to somehow figure out how I'm going to get this off the grass. Then I thought, who is it that I am becoming and what is it that I want? What are my non-negotiables? My non-negotiable is that I am conscientious citizen of the world and that I am the type of neighbor that I want my neighbors to be. I am someone in my community that doesn't trash it. Do I want to pick up Chandler's poop? No, but I want those other things more. That's what cancels out that I have to. If you think I have to, and this feels so true and so real for you, I understand that this can feel really true. But part of my genius is that I get to show you your brain and how sometimes things that we think and feel are true are just stories that we tell ourselves. And you can tell yourself a new story at any time time. I did, and the same is possible for you. If you're nodding your head yes, listen closely because I might have the solution you've been searching for. My Perfectionism Rewired Accelerator, a six-week, highly individualized, one-on-one coaching experience designed exclusively for perfectionists like you. Your perfectionism is actually your greatest asset and leveraging it can be hard work or take years of guesswork. That's why in Perfectionism Rewired Accelerator, I give you my key frameworks to taking charge of your Ferrari drive, proven to work even for the most type A, high-strung, stubborn perfectionists. In the first 30 days, you will cut your burnout in half, increase your professional fulfillment by at least 150%, and your self-compassion will go up at least 250%, and that is just your first 30 days. So if you want to save yourself years of trial and error, go to CourtneyLoveGavin.com slash accelerator today, or if you want to take the easy way, just click the link in the show notes to check out the perfection Rewired Accelerator.